What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You are listening to episode 178. I'm here tonight with Ryan and Tyler. We got a big win in Red Wings land tonight, but first... We're the best Yeah. Around. Well, not we are the best around, but he's the best around. But I wanted Absolutely. to see how you guys are doing tonight before we kick this one off. Not all at once, please. I was waiting on... I, th- I thought Tyler was just ready and teed up, ready to go. So I'm just staring at him. No, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm on the last week of softball. I can Thank feel God. the weight getting ready to lift off my shoulders. Well, then I'm going to be gone for a week on vacation. So we'll have to get a fill in for you while you're gone. Uh, I'll be gone. I'll be here for next Monday as long as we record. Actually, no, maybe not. I might be leaving Monday night. So see? we'll see. We'll talk. Get uh, yeah, no, but uh, I've been doing good. Got some sun. Apparently, I look like according yeah, to someone, a tomato. Right now, but uh, I got some sweet tan lines going on. Yeah, I got my tan lines going on as well. But you only did that to flex. Jeez. (laughs) Been playing a lot of golf. Had some personal stuff go on uh, that I've kind of taken care of. Uh, Much happier in life, which is always a good thing. I Mm -hmm. I think I told you guys I'm going to start refing hockey again. You are? You did not say that. Yeah, make a little bit of extra money and uh, kind of give back to the sport that's given me, uh, you know, a lot of things. So I need to start calling you Shorzy is what you're saying? Yeah, no doubt. So uh, (laughs) definitely looking forward to that. I have a a seminar here coming up on uh, Saturday, which is going to take away my whole Saturday. But um, breakthrough from a breakdown. So that's kind of where I'm looking at. The weather here has been fucking weird as all hell. As you can hear, the allergies are killing me. Uh, But I do feel all right. So that's good. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been fucking weird here. Like the other day, it was like fifty-seven degrees out for the uh, PGA. Uh, sorry, the U.S. Open. Oh yeah, had here in Boston. Uh, so real weird weather. But I mean, other than that, I'm doing good. I'm so happy to talk about what uh, you know, the the news. And I'm not going to say it because I don't think we're going to. He's going to let me do my yet. thing. That's what he's going to let me do. He's going to let me introduce the topic so that we can talk about. I'm, I'm going to let Greg introduce the topics, but you're not going to steal I, his thunder. Like I like, I'm to not going to steal his thunder. Not this time. Uh, I think we have a lot to talk about. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's we all do. I got. First, I want to say happy father's day to everyone. Happy father's day to Ryan and all the other dads, uh, any hey. unexpected children that Tyler might have uh, happy father's day to you. Tyler. Legitimate. <laughs> But yeah, we do have uh, news in Red Wings land as, as just of about, I don't know, an hour ago. Uh, Moritz yeah. Sider has been named the Calder Memorial Trophy winner for the 2021-22. louder, but I'll get in trouble. He is the first since, I believe it's 1964-65, uh, Roger Crozier. And it's, I mean, phenomenal. And you knew he was going to win. He had a hilarious speech. And he won. I mean, the gap was enormous. Landslide. I have the ballots up in front of me. Mike uh, Mo Sider had 170 first place votes, 18 second place votes, three third place votes from some clowns, and four fourth place votes from some even bigger clowns. We need the names of those ass clowns. I'm I'm going with the clown theme here. That's what I was going to say. It's got to be Toronto media. They, they, all of them should have their rights revoked to vote. It'll come out. Um, second place was Trevor Zegris with 15 first place votes, 100 second place votes, 57, 18, and two. Michael Bunting came in third with seven, 51, 65, 34, and 23. So those mm-hmm. four of those seven people that voted Michael Bunting first probably voted Mo fourth. And then, uh, and a not a surprise, but a, another good kind of section of information for Red Wings fans. Lucas Raymond came in fourth place with a one first place vote, 10 second place, 43rd, 61 fourth and 36 fifth. So uh, Raymond surprised by that, uh, that he came in fourth. No, no, I actually thought he might come in. um, No, I thought he, I thought he would be top five at least. Yeah. Uh, Then you not being top three, I guess it seemed most appropriate that he was fourth. Yeah, and then you got right. Alex Nadelkovich, who got tied for 14th. Do you want to touch on the extra little icing on the cake, though, that we got from those two being in the top four? They also made the uh, all-rookie team. Mm-hmm. Both of God, them. That's beautiful. So, yeah, it's, it's a bummer about Ned, but just having seen those two, like Mo getting that the top prize, and then both of them on the all-rookie team, it's what we need to see, right? It's I feel like a, of all the things that we needed hope on, it was them. It's your they're Squidward future moment is what it is. And it's, I mean, I think Ned probably would have been a little closer if he would have had a 
decent defense in front of him, a defense that was just not your Calder trophy winner mm-hmm. and much else. But I mean, it's, it's awesome. And like I said, since 64, 65 to have a winner and to, to start taking home like hardware, it's not the Stanley cup. We're not in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but it's a piece. And it's a piece that's going to help you get there. Now he takes home the Calder. Now I have a feeling within the next two seasons, Cider's going to be in the Norris discussion. There are going to be more awards coming out of this, uh, especially guys like Raymond, who had a phenomenal rookie season and is going to take off. And those are two guys that you build your franchise around, which is fantastic. I mean, there are more. We're going to talk a little bit later about maybe some possible trade scenarios, but those are it's, it's what you want to see going forward. And I'm not sure we knew coming into this season that we would have a Calder winner, but I think we knew once the season started pretty quickly that we were going to have some of the best rookies in the league. Yeah, no, it, it, just to see them, this finally come to a head. I think the late, the latest player we've had or most recent, I guess I should say was what Jimmy Howard for a Calder trophy. Yeah. I think how like he getting was recognition, a, yeah. or like top recognition, I should say. Yeah. So think about that for a second. Like it wasn't Larkin. It wasn't, I mean, I can't even. Larkin was in the conversation until he hit that rookie wall. Yeah. But I mean, you just think about the the more recent players, like you have to go back to Jimmy Howard to be like, he got screwed. And we, uh, it kind of came down to the situation of like Michael Bunting where, Oh, he's too old. How could he, he could do that. But again, we've talked about this where if it's a goalie, then whatever they they should get that extra little buffer of time for their age because they come into the league typically later yeah more often or more often than not i should say so to think that you got to go back to him and then before that i mean shit i couldn't even tell you what rookie standings would have looked like i mean you're going maybe as far back as Dadsuk and zetterberg time frame to really think of someone that had the same impactful rookie campaigns that mo and raymond did yeah, now a lot of people have kind of asked me, um, like friends of mine and stuff, have said, you know, is this the most you've been excited since the days of Datsuk and Zetterberg? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would say that, but I also, like, I remember at the beginning of Tatar and Nyquist how excited people were, especially after Nyquist had that rookie year, and then he kind of started, I believe, in the AHL. He had mm-hmm. no business being in the AHL whatsoever. And yeah, they overripened him, as we and, like to call it. Yeah, it came up and, and okay, lit it okay, up. Really. Hold on, hold on. Him, he was maybe one of people love the the overripened players is a tired thing that I don't like. Him and maybe Tatar were the only two they did that to. No, no, yes. Yeah, but, no, I agree. Like that's where you started really hearing that term come out was sure. because you saw what those guys were doing, yet they're not playing. There wasn't room for them. No, those th- those guys, I mean, like I said, obviously not at the same level. I don't think those guys were game-changing players. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I think in the beginning, a lot of people did think that Nyquist was going to be a 30-40 goal scorer every year, and it just it didn't come to fruition. He was more of a playmaker when it was all said and done. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, like, impact players, I mean, yeah, this is, this is Datsuk Zetterberg kind of thing. And, I mean, obviously we're not even really – at where we need to be yet because we're still waiting on Edvinson. We're still waiting on Berger and we're still waiting on Johansson. We're still waiting on a lot of these guys. And I mean, Sebastian Costa playing right now. Yeah. I mean, they were talking on, uh, I believe it was one of the, one of the talk shows in Detroit. Could he be in the league that not next year, but the year after. And I, I, I don't see why not. Is there anyone in front of Who? them that Costa mm. when, Next, not this year, but the year after. Not, uh, not I think this he's year, three. but next year. I think he's three I mean, seasons. I away. wouldn't discredit it. You, I think. We, I mean, I mean Tampa, if you look at the Tampa model, uh, they had Vasilevsky in the yeah. AHL for one year after he came over, I believe, from Russia, and then when he was done in the AHL, they came up and backed up Ben Bishop for a year, 
And then or maybe it was two years. Maybe it was two years that he backed up Ben Bishop. Then I think the last year was a more of a one A one B situation. Then they mm-hmm. traded Bishop away, and then Vasilevsky took the reins over. I think that's kind of what you're looking at here in Detroit. I think he's that kind of goalie. I don't know if he's going to be a Vasilevsky where where he's the best goalie in the NHL, and it's not really close. Um, but I mean, hey, the thing though, he's Tyler a blue is chip that- prospect. That's for sure. Vasilevsky played two seasons in the KHL. Uh, oh, one where he played eight games. K- okay, I didn't know yeah. that. One where you played eight games, one where you played 28 in 2012, 13, and 13, 14. In 14, 15, he played 25 games for the Syracuse Crunch. Uh, he came over that year to Tampa and played 16 games. The next season in 2015, 16, he played uh, 24 for Tampa and then 12 for the Crunch. And then he became the starter in 2016-17. So there was a little more ramp up there with Vasilevsky. And I'm not going to say right now, simply because Kosa is being drafted from the WHL, I'm not ready to put him on a plane with any other goalie prospects. Uh, Vasi, like I said, played against men. to back up in the AHL or to start in the AHL? No, I I think for sure he's ready to at least get a backup role in in the AHL. Now, they they probably have the option to send him back to juniors if they wanted to. And I'm not sure how bad of an idea that would be. But I think he for sure could back up someone like a Bratstrom in in Grand Rapids. I, I see him coming to the Red Wings in a backup role in probably three seasons. I think that that's probably going to be his his kind of window there. And then we'll see what happens from there. I think you still ride with Ned. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did sign a, um, another goalie uh, recently, and I'm going to blank on the name because it's really hard to say. Ali Oligarchy. Yeah. It's all, yeah, Ali is a Finnish goalie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we signed another, and I'm actually going to find my welcome message. But I, I think that you have more than enough time Alki Nuora. You see Alki Nuora. 31 yeah. years old, 6'2, 201 out of Finland. Yeah, he is who he signed. He was actually amazing at the World Championships, but is, yeah, you see Alki Nuora. They won, and right, Finland? I'm, yep. And I'm probably butchering the name, but that is who he signed. And I think it is, you've got time with, with Ned. And you've got time to kind of get Kosa acclimated to playing against men, playing a faster pace kind of game. And mm-hmm. we don't have any reason to dump him in. The people that say just dump him in and let him play and let him get used to it, that's doing him a disservice. That is yeah, not a good training that. model. That is not a good way to build confidence, especially in goalies. And I think something like that could ruin a goalie's development. And I'm not ready well, to do that. Only thing I'd say, like, dump him in, as, as you're saying, quote unquote, is if it was going to be to Grand Rapids, because that's about the one place I could see him like kind of sneaking his way into. So if that's the case, then sure. I'm, I don't hate it. I have no I problem say playing one him in a backup. Thing, what if he goes Rapids? to Grand Rapids and like lights it up sure, and takes over the starting role? Great. Then let him start a season in Grand Rapids. Cause he's not going to be the number one on the pecking order to probably get brought up on an injury basis. No, nope. if he is, then you know what? He earned it and good for him, but he's with how promising he is. I am not even taking the slightest chance in ruining his development, mm-hmm. which is could all be wrong. Think, and maybe Tyler's going to be hit, hit the nose on, on the f- fucking head. Hit the, and, the nail on the head, Ryan. Is that what you're trying same to thing. say? Nose on the head. <laughs> you know, I just think I, I like, but I'm not saying rush him. I'm not saying rush him. I'm not saying rush any player. If a player's not ready and they show that they're not ready, then they're not ready and, and you wait. The worst You're at the point of if he balls out, then he does he earn does he deserve it? I'm not saying on the Red Wings right this year. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if he comes to training camp and gets the invite to training camp and plays well and goes to Grand Rapids and beats out Bradstrom or whoever else is down there, then so be it. Sure. So be it. And then I wouldn't be next year, next year. If if this all happened, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, there there's a good chance they send it back to junior, right? And then we're talking about this next year. But if they don't, and he does exactly what I said, beat out Bradstrom or whoever else in Grand Rapids, play a really good year, and then next fall, we're talking about him going in 
as a Simon Edmondson, potentially, you know, taking a spot away from somebody. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that there's obviously that possibility. And I mean, especially if he's as good as a lot of people say he is. And if he's as advanced as a lot of people say he is. I think a lot of that's going to depend on too. Like we don't have a backup goalie necessarily, unless Mm -hmm. this, Ulk Nor new all Ali or Olki, however you it's, want to say it. It's UC Nora. <laughs> okay, Olki. I'm gonna go with that. Unless he is being brought in as that that guy to back up um Ned and Helberg's just gonna be be like, hey, thanks for coming out and hanging out for a bit, but we'll see you later. I mean, it's a one-year deal for him, so they're not hurt by him making that leap in two years. So I don't think he's going to have to necessarily beat anyone out, at least the way things are going, unless Detroit signs somebody like a hold beef to a two or three year deal. And they're like, Oh, we'll see what happens. Well, if you look at UC Alconura's stats, and again, I'm sorry if I'm saying the name wrong, I've never heard it said. So okay. I'm going off of what it looks like. He played the last two seasons for the Magnetorgorsk Metallurg KHL team. 30 games. Magnetogorsk. Yeah, that that's what that's what it is. Uh, 30 games played in the 2020-21 season. Of all the things you randomly know oh, how to say. That, Tyler. Uh, because Malkin used to play for them in the Jeez. KHL. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. in the 2020-21 season, Magneta. he played 30 games for them, had a goals against average of 1.9 and a save percentage of uh 93.5. And in the last season, 2021-22, he played 36 games, had a 245 goals against, and a 917 save percentage. Like I said, he was very, very good in the World Championships. They won gold. He's 31 years old from Helsinki, Finland. I mean, it's kind of the same kind of signing as Helberg. Helberg had, I think, better stats than him last season. But it's what you take a chance on. I think Mm -hmm. there's not really any chance that he's worse than Grice or at least as inconsistent as Grice, but you, you get him on a two-way deal. I mean, you can, if he starts in Grand Rapids, whatever, if he comes to Detroit and is the backup, whatever, it's whatever Stevie decides to do as a backup goalie situation. But I don't think he wants to overpay for a backup. I mean, the Red Wings as it, as it is right now, look like they're going to have a hard time hitting the, uh, the, the floor for cap. I think we're going to be like 14 million from the floor in cap. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens there. But I, I don't think for Kosa, like I said, I think he's three years out from a backup role in Detroit. And like you said, Tyler, if he comes in and he just dominates and becomes the Grand Rapids starter during the season, because I, I mean, it, I don't think he's going to get that starter role right from the beginning in Grand Rapids if he does go to Grand Rapids. But maybe the next year you start him full-time in Grand Rapids. And if there is an injury, then you bring him up in kind of like a, here's what, here's a taste. Here's what it looks like kind of role. But I'm going to be as cautious as possible with him because he is drafted very highly. There's a lot of expectation for him with a goalie. There's a lot of room for error. And once their mental state is blown, I feel like it's a lot harder for them to recover. So I'm going to give him as much time as he needs to develop. But I want to go back to Mo. I was going to say, for reference real quick, to your point about hitting the floor, Mm -hmm. Detroit, their projected cap space going into into this offseason is $35.77 million. Yeah, we've got to make some signings. Really, it's going to be about 31 because technically Fabry is still on IR uh, with cap friendly, so I'm not sure if that's included in the cap hit or not. Um, But... Yeah, they've they've got things to do. Yeah, a lot of work. There's a lot of papers to sign. And now we're going <laughs> to see who's getting traded their way. Sure. Uh, but I want to finish up with Mo real quick before we move on to our next kind of subject here. Moritz Sider ended with a 2021-22 war percentage of 95%. So I can't good. believe we're only paying this guy like $900,000. Uh, one more his, year. His EV offensive 88%. <clears throat> an EV defense of 76, a power play percentage of 91. Uh, his primary assists are at a 70%. Uh, I mean, this guy just all over the charts. He's an amazing player. Um, I like the 92% competition rate. Yeah. 
I like his pass entry of 81%. I like his carry exits of 86%. His retrieval exits of 82%. His carry with a chance to score at 97%. So uh, Mo just all around. And there are a couple of things where, where someone had asked, like someone had mentioned there, the areas that he'll improve on and he'll be amazing. I'm like, well, what does he have to improve on? He's like, perfect. It's like, no, there were some times where he got beat, where he, his reaction time was a little slow. And mm-hmm. there are chances he probably should have taken to shoot the puck. And we had talked about this several times and he deferred or he waited. And I think once that comes up, because Mo, I think hands down has little work to do on the defensive game. I think once that happens, once he tightens that up and he just focuses some more on offense, you're going to have even more of a dual threat guy that's going to be extremely dangerous, especially with someone like a Simon Edvinson. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be, or you play, like we said, play Jake Wallman with him and they're just shooting pucks all over the place. So I think that most cider, like I said, I think he's going to be in the Norris conversation in the next couple of seasons. But he has very, he's got room for improvement, but it's little, little things. It's nothing crazy, nothing that's going to ruin games for you, nothing that's going to cost you wins. I did not see many stupid mistakes by Mo Sider. I just saw a few rookie mistakes. Yeah. And that's going to come. I mean, you got to think that for how much he was playing, he seems like an Iron Man where Mm -hmm. you don't think he's really necessarily tired, but you got to think he was worn down by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. And then he went to play in the Worlds. Yeah, for all the all, I mean, he and he crushed it in the worlds, no less. So maybe I could be just blowing smoke out my ass right now by saying that because was he tired? You got to think so. But at the same time, I mean, you mentioned his offensive prowess and what he could improve on a little bit by really just attacking the net more. I mean, just if he starts doing just a little bit more of what, say, a Kale McCarr has been doing. Mm-hmm. Now you are putting those two on the same plane. Maybe well, I not think in the Mo's sense better of defensively than Kale McCarr. That's where I was going to go with that. So not not in the sense of skating. Because McCarr, you might as well call him a forward on defense. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think anyone currently in the league touches his maneuverability with the puck and offensive like ability to create offense the way that he does. But Cider more sound in his own zone. Like you've even heard of this playoffs. So a little bit of criticism from McCarr. And how he's kind of handled certain plays, especially down and closer on like the penalty killer and, and towards his net. But that also could be some fans just trying to nitpick because it doesn't take away anything from what he can do defensively. But you think that, like you said, Cider will have that edge as we move into longer term. You probably maybe the better comparison or someone to look at would be a Victor Hedman, not only just because of the size, size but because of how he plays the game. And he is he's aggressive with his shot. But because he's so aggressive with that shot, it opens up those one-timer abilities to like a Stamkos or a Kucherov. Yeah. So if that's what Cider can start doing, and I think he had, there's a, toward the end, I feel like he was doing that a little bit better, making offense with his shot or drawing people in because he was really starting to press into the middle of the zone when he got the puck. And then he'd do that, that nifty little pass between a stick or under a stick between the legs or what have you of the opposing player, because they were so focused on him doing something. So it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing um, watching these Stanley cup playoffs. um, Obviously the game is just as fast as it gets. And we can debate debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think, I think at points it's too fast and that's why you see so many mistakes made. Um, But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if the game is going where it's going, I mean, Mo Sider, <laughs> who who better to have than a guy like that on your side? So, I mean, the fact that, you know, he's a rookie and now going into his sophomore year, um, he's got to take another step forward. Um, I'm not saying he's going to take the Adam Fox step where he wins the uh, Norris Trophy uh, in his second year, which would be insane. I could be wrong about that, but I believe he did win the, the, the uh, Calder – Sorry. Listen, Tyler, I don't want to be second year. I don't want to be featured on next year's Red Wings award compilation videos saying there's no way Mo's going to win the Norris next year. I will not. I will not say that there's no way because with Mo Sider, I think if there's if there's something we've learned uh, every time you think that that maybe something's not going to happen, there's always a chance. So I'm not I'm not going to throw that out. But 
I mean, as a rookie, you can't, you can't really ask for more. In terms of where the game's going, I mean, you can't really ask for a better player going forward, especially at, at the defense position. He's fast. And, and uh, you know, if there's one thing that you've learned from the playoffs is you have to defend a guy like yep. Nathan McKinnon or a guy like um, Connor McDavid to win the Stanley Cup. And that's not going to change, by the way. So, I mean, hell, who knows? With a guy like Evanson coming in, maybe that does put him to a new level of defense yeah, and putting him toward that Norris conversation in year two. And that could only have us then next season, next this time next year, talking about Evanson potentially going off for rookie of the year. So book it Red Wings media. Uh, if you have to do a video next year about the Norris, we've got <laughs> Mo. Mo is probably going to be in the Norris discussion next year. So you can clip this little section and just throw it in your video. Um, when you're when you do the whole I told you so things, we're on your side, Mo for Norris 2022-23. Start but the hashtag, going, Greg. Yeah, I'm gonna start it now. Let's we'll start it tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. but I think we're gonna move on to kind of a yeah, little he, bit just to just to stop yeah. you. Yeah, Adam Fox played one year with the Rangers in 1920. Uh and then no, in Michael Bunting played in 1921. He won the Calder or the Norris trophy. So I think you've been second up. year. Uh, Michael Bunting played in 1920, Tyler. Uh, that's when he was playing with the uh, the original six teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, we're going to go into a little bit of a tinfoil hat time, guys. You ready? No, I'm not. Ting, ting, oh, ting, ting. All right. So tinfoil hat. The Red Wings did a kind of a video they called Tumo from the boys where they had the guys congratulate him on his Calder win. And there were two, I think, what we would call unsuspected faces in the video. The most random possible thing. Possible. Random. So all it's like, oh, here's Iserman uh, statements. We've got Illich statements. We've got Lucas Raymond doing congratulations. And then. Not Nick Lidstrom. Not, not Nick, Nick Lidstrom. Lidstrom. We're not going not, there. Not, uh, not Pavel Datsuk. Not any, like, you know, recent, really recent Red Wings alumni. Nick you Cromwell. have. You have. Dominic Hasek, um, who for no reason should be doing a congratulations video for a Red Wings player. You know what else we have? A vacant goalie coach position. Huh. You know who else was in the video for no reason at all, seemingly? Sergei Fedorov, who has mm. been rumored for the Detroit Red Wings head coaching position. Why are these people in the video when... No other you call coach. them the boys. They Jeff have Blaschel. no affili- They have no affiliation to this team, but it says no. from the boys. Yeah. So like, now the whole timeout. So because he's European, I get it. We did, we talked about no Lidstrom, no Cronwall, no other European Red Wings defenseman. Like is it, it, it may be because they're in Europe. Like I mean, but but Fedorov's in Russia. Right. Was there any connection with them at all to him, like on on Swedish teams? No, I I, I don't. I see nothing. I see no. no. My thing is, is I see no reason. <laughs> all right. No all reason right. at all to include Dominic Hasek or Sergei Fedorov in the congratulations to Morris Sider video. Makes zero sense to me. It's going. It already threw uh, Nolan into a always sunny Charlie moment where he's connecting fucking strings all over the place and chain smoking cigarettes. It's going to keep, he's not going to be able to sleep, but I already tweeted it out too, that they're coming as coaches confirmed. I just don't, I don't understand because you know, and unless they did it on purpose just to drive the fan base, absolutely insane. Knowing Steve Eisenman, it would happen. You know, that's what it's going to do. You know, it is going to drive Red Wings fans. Absolutely insane. And I just, I'm, Even I mean, Brandon I'm here texted for it. a little bit ago about that. What time did he text it? us? He said at right before we recorded at 8.04. So I'm going to, so I'm going to throw a random wild coach theory out. Hashik as the goalies coach, which then Pete responded with, can Dom even teach what he does? LOL. <laughs> no, a lot of Dom stuff is natural talent. He can teach, <laughs> maybe he can teach some of the, the control and some of the tracking, but Dom, he's just a, an amazing athlete. That's the big part of it. Play. 
Sure, but it's just he can teach. He can teach the. You can't teach athleticism like that. Now you can take out taking a guy out below the knees, though. I just that, that don't blue line. Yeah, you can teach him how to table a person, but <laughs> I don't know. Marion Gabrick. I'm all here. <laughs> I don't think he's he's recovered from that yet, even. What <laughs> has? But I don't know why you would. I know you would do it if you're just trying to be funny and be like, "Oh, this is going to drive. We're going to tape this." I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Sergey to do a uh, congratulations to Mo, and it's gonna drive everyone nuts because that's what I do. I'm Steve Eiserman. You think that it would be the social media team just being like these sons of bitches fucking around with people? That's, oh yeah, you that's know my hope. You know they see everything. They do personally. The you know they're watching stuff and listening to comments. Like personally, I love Sergey Fedorov. One of my top three favorite Red Wings of all time. Actually, probably one of my top three favorite hockey players of all time. Should have wore his even, jersey for this. Even one. not on the wings. Yeah, I should have. Um, the thing about Fedorov is I don't care if he's the coach of the team. Retire the fucking number. Stop. Oh, we're not going there, Tyler. And retire the number. That's, we can save that conversation. We're on the same page there, but we can't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So, so, so I think anyways. Yeah, I think we're gonna end the Mo uh Mo Calder conversation with the quote from Steve Eiserman, which is extremely high praise. Uh, Moritz had a tremendous season for the Detroit Red Wings and is very deserving of the Calder Memorial Trophy. He played his way into the role of a top pair defenseman in the National Hockey League as a 20-year-old, which is extremely difficult to do. He had a profound effect on our team during his rookie campaign, and we look forward to his continued development. That is Steve Eiserman, Executive Vice President General Manager of the Detroit Red Wings. And, I mean, you don't get much higher praise from one of the best players to play the sport than that and it's it's just going to continue because i mean absolutely amazing what he's done this season and, and what it looks like he can do going forward well the second part of the uh the podcast tonight i want to talk a little bit about trades but first i want to talk about balls growing out your playoff beard let that thing <laughs> loose up top but our friends at manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo joe downstairs poor joe the global leaders and below the waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code GRINDLINE. Shaving your balls starts with the perfect package for your package, the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped, which we all received. We all love. It makes shaving a breeze. You are not going to leave your shower looking like the movie Carrie. It is going to be Carrie, you know? You oh, know, dear God. <laughs> Just give you, it's not going to look like the shining coming out of your bathroom where the elevator doors open and it's just a giant fountain of blood everywhere. Uh, it is going to trim you up. The 400K LED spotlight for when you need a more precise shave gives you all the kind of angles and vision you need down there to get the job done. It also comes with the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant to keep your ball sticking to your legs from end to end. No one will be chirping you anymore. And it's just, I mean, they're, they're they come with these mats too. Did you use the mats? You put There's them on your floor. Now? You put them on your floor. It came with a package of them. They're disposable. You put them on your floor and you shave and then you pick them up and throw them away. Is that with, what the paper was for? Yes. Without having to uh, vacuum your floor, get yelled oh, I thought by the paper wife. was just like a joke to read. I didn't. Nope. I was just kind of skimming through it. No, right? Really? Yes. It is a mat, so you don't get hair all over the place and get yelled at by your wife. I've got it on the back of the toilet. <laughs> That's so, even better. I, I, I have no idea. Or That's shower, you just wash it down the drain. But then you got to buy uh, Drano all the time, and no one wants to do that. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extract that will give your balls a boost. The boys will be buzzing with this Stanley Cup lineup from Manscaped. Uh, the Weed Whacker is also sweet. If you've got ear hair and nose hair, um, it's just going to shear that bitch right off. It is going to be amazing. And it, it's always a problem. I feel like I get self-conscious because I can grow the beard out, but then sometimes like your nose connects to the mustache. And that's not always great. I don't know how this feels. So, yeah, we we talked about Ryan's lack of ability to grow facial hair. Mm, yeah, it's great. Um, but again, you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the promo code Manscaped at Manscaped.com. Go there, use it; is amazing. 
Uh, their body wash is now like the only stuff I will use. It comes in a huge aluminum can with a pump that puts out like the world's largest amount of soap onto your hand or your scrubber or whatever you're using. It smells great. And a little bit of it goes a long way, which is my problem with a lot of other body washes is you have to use like half the fucking bottle to get any one kind pump. of lather. One this pump. one pump and you're, you're more than good to go. You'll be rinsing out whatever you use to wash yourself for like a fucking half an hour to get all the residual soap out. <laughs> but again, 20% off plus free shipping with promo code grindline at manscaped.com. Don't be a goon fighting your bush with the wrong trimmer. Choose the right tools for the job this playoff season with Manscaped. There you go, Manscaped. Uh, we love you. Um, but again, we would love all of you even more than we already do if you go and use our promo code. That helps us you out You sponsor Mo with his hair. Yeah, Moscape. Well under, under contract. That's what we're going to call it, Moscape. <laughs> so before we move on to the last section of the night, I just need to read a quick message from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So if you guys were following us today at all on Twitter, which this caused a ton of discussion. I missed it, so I'm glad I'm here now to talk about it. Yeah, this has been batted around a little bit. There have been articles by different media sources and media sources inside of Chicago. Some saying this should happen a lot saying they, it shouldn't because they don't want it to. But I had asked everyone to put together their best package to land Alex Debrinkit. Um, Alex Debrinkit is apparently on the block. Um, so say some people, Chicago is probably in a complete full rebuild um, people were saying maybe you can expect a Jonathan Taves trade or a Kane trade. I don't think that's happening. No one wants those so? contracts. No, no one wants those contracts. It's a $10 million dollar contract they take on for a year. Well, yeah, but it's only one. Is it, Are they both expiring this season, though? Mm-hmm. I think they both have one. Yeah, they both have one more season left because they signed the contracts at the same time. Well, they've got two contracts they can retain salary on. So I guarantee, I would almost guarantee you they are both flipped at the deadline, if not sooner. So what you're Unless telling me don't want to be half. Sure. What you're telling me is that Chicago wants to go scorched earth and is going to get rid of everything good in their organization to restart their rebuild now. They should. They should, but for what they have currently, like you'd be they'd be idiots not to. I mean, they've got a defensive core there. That oh, they can cute. hold on. I have to interrupt you with this special news bulletin from Max Boltman. Moritz Sider says Dylan Larkin and members of the Red Wings front office, including Iserman and Chris Illich, flew down and surprised him in Tampa. Larkin sat with Sider during the ceremony. That's I did see Larkin on there, so that was pretty awesome. That's yeah. too cool, though. But Stevie and Illich both showed up. That's cool. So that shows you, I think that shows you Chris Illich's commitment to this team. I don't think Chris Illich could give less of a fuck about Tigers. No, he's already made that abundantly clear by how they performed this season. But I think Chris Illich really cares about the Red Wings. So I, I, I believe you. That's cool. But, but back but to back, back to the to Hawks. The like yep. I mean, they've got. I don't want to say they have a core, but they've got younger players there that can make this a good team. Now, do I think that you need to get rid of both Kane and Taves? I, I, uh, that's but hard. Isn't, isn't to bring it part of your core. He's 24 years old. He should be. So like, you got him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. At 24 years old, like say the rebuild takes five years. Sure. Now he's okay. at 30. Uh, five plus four is nine. Tyler is so at 29. Okay. 29. <laughs> and it's probably going to take longer than that. The Chicago doesn't have much at all. 
They had the Drew Camesso kid from Boston University, the goalie. Oh, they have Kirby Doc. Good. Doc. What, yep. What'd you say? They have Kirby Doc. They have Kirby Doc, who apparently is up for sale as well. That's uh, ridiculous. If if so, I think Chicago's gutting the whole thing. I really do. The only the only thing that that They're stops not. them from gutting the entire thing is if they go to a guy like Kane or a guy like Caves and they say, "We don't want to be traded. We're not being traded. We don't want to be traded." And I mean, I they mean, both that have kind a no of screws move them over a little bit because, I mean, I don't know. The, the whole thing with Chicago is, I feel like I've listened to a couple like podcasts and a couple people that that have talked about the Blackhawks, and they kind of say, "Well, why not? If you traded Brendan Hagel already, why not tr- go all in and trade to Brinkett and Doc and and Taves and Kane? I mean, you're, uh, next year is the Shane Wright draft." So, I mean, or sorry, the Connor Bedard draft. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, that's putting all your eggs in one basket. I don't think they're going to trade everybody, but I do think that, that the Brinkett is gone, and I do think that there's a chance that one of Kane and Taves is gone. I've got well. five words for you. Ready? You Fuck love to see it. You love to see you it. You love to see it. Yeah. I like both love those things that you guys just said right there. Yeah. So I want Black to go Hawks through. Sock. Donkey Dick is also another one that I'm a big fan of. <laughs> I do. Um, one of the best. That, that's when Snapchat was in its infancy, and I took that picture in my blurry photo of us. That was the Darren Helm oat or shootout goal winner that I got that photo from. From the now um, the, 13 the or 14 when that arena. Uh, yeah, at, at the Joe. So we've got a few trade proposals that I kind of wanted to look at. Uh, first from our friend Jake Rivard over at Wing at Motown. He says, disclaimer, I do not want this trade. He said to Chicago, Tyler Bertuzzi, the 2022 first in Bergeron. To Detroit, Alex Debrinkit as a sign-in trade on an eight-year, $8 million deal. Uh, $8 million deal eight, $8 million per year. Uh, Chicago gets a draft pick, prospect, and player they can flip. Detroit gets their 2C solution. Um, I would not play Debrinket at a center. I'd play him at wing. Uh, if I'm giving them Bertuzzi and Bergeron, I'm not giving them a first. I'm giving them a second. What I told yeah. him, what I countered with on this one was Bertuzzi, a 2023 first top 10 protected and a defensive prospect. So not Bergeron, but maybe a Johansson, maybe a Wallander. Someone like that. See, but the thing about that is, like, if if the Brinkett is your guy and you think that he can come in and score thirty goals, he um, scored forty last season for the yeah Hawks. thirty or forty. I mean, that guy's you know he's, he's a goal scorer. Um, if you think that he's the guy, then why not trade Bergeron? Because I think you need. Yeah, Bergeron is going to be is more of a playmaker. That's the thing. I think you need a playmaker. Like that. Plus, if you're getting rid of Bertuzzi in yeah, the trade, true. then you, you're still going to need it as a fill-in. I would probably, if I was doing Bertuzzi, that 2023 top 10 protected first and a high-end D prospect, I'd also want to pick back with Debrinket. So maybe Debrinket and a, a third or a fourth mm-hmm. um, to come back. Another one I saw, too, there's some funny ones. Jeez, I don't like uh, Bertuzzi, Heronic, a 2020 second, 2022 second, 2023 fifth, and Niederbach. There are a lot of people that tried to throw Zadina away in this trade. Uh, Danny DeKaiser on a one by six for Debrinket in a third. That was my favorite. A plus, sell it. That's a good one. Uh, 2022 no. first, Bergeron, Wallander, and a 2023 second for Debrinket, Strom, and a 2023 uh, fourth. Apparently, that is one that I looked at. And I said, wait a minute. I paused on this because I'm like, if we're giving up our first this year, plus Bergeron and Wallander and a second next season for Debrinket, Ryan Strom, and a 2023rd fourth, I, I'm not sure that's a bad trade. Huh. Right? Like, it's, it's the trades that make you say, huh. They had one of the they had one of the Hawks writers. Not Ryan Strom, sorry, Dylan Strom. Yeah, Ryan's in New York. They Dylan had Strom. one of the Hawks writers on NHL Network Radio recently. I think it's one of the one of the top Hawks writers, and he was talking about how 
they tried to trade Dylan Strom at the trade deadline, and there's a chance they just might not not tenor him and kind of let him become a free agent. You think so? Apparently. Well, any of the other half of this trade conversation, uh, people saying they would not trade for Debrinket. They don't think he's that good, that he is overrated, and the only reason he scored that much is because of Patrick Kane. Okay, then put him on the wing of Dylan Larkin or, or Bertuzzi. Hello. I said put him on the wing of Dylan Larkin and on a line with Lucas Raymond. You Look what a guy that had no NHL experience did in Lucas Raymond with Dylan Larkin. Now you take a guy that's got a couple years and has refined his play, has been doing this since we saw him in the U.S. national development team. Hello. If you think that Patrick Kane is the only person that can feed pucks to him, you're out of your mind. God bless you, but you are out now, of your mind. It's not to t- say that Kane is not a main reason for to bring it. Like we know that Kane is one of the top playmakers in hockey, but shit, man. People said the same thing when Panarin left Chicago. Yeah. Sure. Remember when Panarin got traded to, to Columbus and they're like, oh, now Panarin's not, not going to be anything because he doesn't live in the shadow of Patrick Kane anymore. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, Panarin had some of his best years with uh, Columbus. And Panarin now he's told everyone to good fuck with off. the Rangers other than the playoffs struggles. So oh, apologies real quick. Was I was thinking just Team USA in general, not the national development team. Alex he was at the national development program, though, wasn't he? No, he was on the U20 and then the World, the world Championships. He's from Michigan. He's got the Michigan yeah. ties. Farmington Hills. He is on Jay Fresh's war uh, cards, 97% war, an 89 EV offense, 51 EV defense, 74 on power play, a finishing of 94%. His goals per 60 percentage is 92. His primary assist per 60 is 67. 98 on penalties, 92 on setting him up. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin is a phenomenal passer. Lucas Raymond, we've seen. Give me a phenomenal passer. Mo Sider, one-timer setups. They need a constant finisher. Now, Lucas Raymond could be that finisher. Lucas Raymond could be a 30-goal scorer next season. I think he, he should have should be. He should be a 30-goal scorer next season. Mm-hmm. But if Dabrinkit could come into the Red Wings and score 40, but there are people like, he's never going to do that again. It was a fluke. Why? Why do we automatically say stuff like that? Not everybody in our fan base, but there's a lot of people in a lot of fan bases that are negative Nellies. And I mean, none more than our fan base. So, I mean, a lot of people think it's a fluke. I don't think so. I mean, the guy has showed at every level that he can score goals. So uh, I don't see why he couldn't. And then the same thing with the Brinkett. So, yeah. yeah. I I think that a package for Debrinket could look something like a 2023 protected first, a Tyler Bertuzzi, and a prospect like a like a Johansson or a Wallander. I don't think you could go as low as a Jared McIsaac, but I think that's kind of what you're looking at because they're reportedly looking for a first round pick, a high end prospect, and a roster player. And they're going to want a top six roster mm-hmm. player because they're replacing they're replacing their scorer. So, yeah, I don't know if the Chicago will want to go with the protected pick route, mainly because they're going to want to try to speed this up as quickly as possible. But I mean, I guess the first is a first, and for how deep drafts, at least the first and second round seem to be getting, I could see them maybe buying off or going with it. And I don't know. Protect, Here's my question. Part, it just seems like it, it wouldn't happen. And, and this is about, maybe to both of you guys. Are we better off trying to go after Kirby Doc? Is that the better? Is that the better Chicago player to go? Oh, I'd after? be all for that in a heartbeat. So why I not mean, up your offer and get to bring it and Doc at the same time? Yeah, but then is that two firsts and a, a roster player? Would you do that? That makes you good now. I mean, Doc is what twenty one. Yeah. He's a young guy still. You're so, losing a first round pick for it. But yeah, but is he is he gonna be that guy that becomes your first line center? Even if he's that guy that becomes your second line center, I think it'd be guaranteed he'd become your second line center. And what you're gonna try and do this draft is draft your second line center. So then you have three guys at center, ideally, that are not necessarily that top. 
player, like, like Larkin's that fringe top guy. We've argued this before. Like you can't say that he's not a one, one C that he couldn't be that on other teams. Yep. But you basically would have three of those. And honestly, I'm your third. Well, if you've got whom, well, you said to bring it to bring it's not going to be center. He's going to be a wing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. It'd be doc Larkin. And then whoever you draft. Sure. But I think if you did this trade, then you could take a winger uh, in, in this draft. You wouldn't oh, have yeah. to worry about center. So no, because doc fits that immediate need. Yep. And now Those, you're set for the next several years. And now you can go, you, you bring in a Vince Trocheck, like thinking near term, but then you still, you could maybe land another guy in the next couple of years that comes out as UFA at 27, whatever. And then now you make that run. See, but here's the thing. They make a move like that. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it's a pipe dream. That they get one of them, let alone both, maybe not the Brinkett. The Brinkett, I think I could see it's a possibility. Um, the one thing I kind of, like they have a new general manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, did they name one yet? Actually, the Hawks. Yeah, I forget who it is. Okay, yeah, it's guy I've Hold never on. heard of. Regardless, okay, is he going to trade with Detroit? Kyle I know this, the rivalry is not what it once was. Is he still? Is he gonna? Yeah, trade yep. with Detroit. I don't know. Yep, because we're not in their division anymore, so it doesn't matter. He's only thirty-three years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, I've wasted my entire life. I could be an NHL general manager. Now, I guess the other thing you ask, or the other thing I, I say too, uh, if they do swing a trade like this, I mean, the playoffs are the expectation next year. Hey, if they were to get Doc and Debrinket, the playoff, you better make the fucking playoffs. I don't know if you have to make the playoffs, but you better be contending. And what I mean by that, can, by contending, is you are pushing for a spot, whether that's wild card, third, third in, in your division, or what have you. Like that is you are showing that this season being a bottom five to seven team is not good enough. And if you do that, heads should roll. However, it's going to be a new coach, new coaching staff, I should say. And if you bring in guys like that, I I still think you have to make one additional big move on the forward. Actually, not on the forward front. You'd actually be having, then you would just turn all your attention to the defense. Yeah. And they've got the space to maneuver that. Because, I mean, right now, is Doc going to be commanding anything? I don't know. He is an RFA, so you have those rights. You've got Debrinket locked up for one more season, so you know that he's going to be expecting to payday. But at the same time, if you bring in both of those guys, say, in a trade, if Bertuzzi's not going back in the trade with it, he now, in my opinion, will become someone that's expendable to trade, to bring in more capital and also cut cap space and or not have to spend money on him. Yeah, and I don't think Kirby Doc is going to be commanding a lot last season in 70 games played. He had nine goals and 17 assists for 26 points. Yeah. So he's the not... skill is there. And sure, what helps is that he's got that size. But I don't think that he is. I mean, we, we know what he brought before, because I think that at one point we all kind of wanted him to get drafted by Detroit. But I don't think that you're putting him. There's more skill and offensive capability there than a Michael Rasmussen, which is why he would be an exciting guy to bring across with to bring it. But man, I feel like the the payment would have to be high because you're taking away two top young players from that organization. Whew. I don't yeah, know. I guess I look at it that if you were to trade a first round pick for someone around Kirby Doc's age, I uh, think that's okay because it basically be what you would be drafting anyways, just a couple years older. Yeah. So I think that if that's you're where looking, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I think if you're looking to compete, but again, Iserman's trying to build a perennial contender. He's not trying to build a quick win now. So yeah. you want longevity there. Yeah. You and want I mean, to see another year, run, not just two or three years of cool. If you're competing for a cup in five years, Kirby doc will only be 26. So. And I no that's issues. a six four center again yeah. states pretty well um right shot right shot kind of where the game is going uh big guy like i said great and stick handler he's not making a ton, ton of money right now mm-hmm. um i think there's still a lot more in the tank than what he showed oh you'd offensively sure. and defensively i mean he's on a bad team that's another thing right 
So I, I don't know. I mean, if you could make a trade like that, and I mean, it's going to hurt because it has to hurt, but that you're talking about a trade like this or something like this, it wouldn't, I, no, I, you know, it would accelerate the rebuild. It would accelerate. It has to accelerate the rebuild. Depending on what they have to give up. If it's more draft capital than roster players, then yes. See, I think I think Iserman would rather trade the talent on the team Me than too. he would the draft capital. Yeah. So, I think but again, I mean, if you can swing the deal and and you can make it hurt, but not hurt that much, like, do you lose a Yo Bergeron and a Johansson and a first? No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But could you trade one of your defensive prospects? one of your forward prospects and a second. And would that get it done? Or would you have to put a Bertuzzi in there just to kind of give Chicago something to no doc? He's talking doc to bring it. Oh, you would need a first round pick in there regardless. No, I was just talking to bring it itself, but uh, if we're talking that, yeah, I mean, it would have to probably be a forward prospect, a defensive prospect or a player now, and then a first round pick at the least. Yeah. See, I feel like, the biggest thing, if looking at those guys, Chicago would probably want players under the age of 26. Yep. That's why I think Bertuzzi, I said I'm not sure Bertuzzi fits Chicago's timeline because mm-hmm. he is 26 years old. You could trade not, Bertuzzi to Toronto, though. He could. They could turn around and flip Bertuzzi. That's the thing. True. Yeah. So, like he, he would be a great, like that could be where the Toronto tra- trade comes into play. Yep. Because Detroit, I mean, you could think about it. Detroit retains salary on Bertuzzi in yep. this trade. Yep. Well, he'd because, need a contract. So. And then, well, Bert's he's got this. He still has he's got a year left. Five. Yeah. So he Detroit retains half. Then Chicago can turn around and trade him to Toronto and get somebody actually decent by retaining more salary and getting picks out of it. Yeah, sure. They could like get a like a William Logren. Yep, and a pick, probably a second rounder. Yeah. I think that's probably for involving a third team is probably the way to go in a trade like that. Right. Where Detroit gets what they need. Chicago gets what they need. And someone like Toronto gets what they need. And I think it happy people all the way around, but I kind of want to end the trade discussion on this. Uh, Pete had said, when we talk about trade value, we shouldn't be so quick to overlook the value in literal sense. The brink, it's 165 pounds. Zadina's 190 pounds, a 25 pound surplus going to Chicago. So I think that that is, <laughs> That's great for flight, flight, the fuel on flights. Yeah, it saves you, saves you some mileage. You're saving Uh, a bag right there. But I think that's where we're going to end the discussion tonight. I want to get your guys' final thoughts before we sign off. And we're going to start with Ryan since he was here first and didn't have microphone issues, which is incredible. But no, my final thoughts Mo won the Calder. That's amazing. We, we felt that he should for a very long time. I know at the start of the season, I think we probably, we're under the assumption that Lucas Raymond immediately played himself into that and that it was going to be a two, two horse race. But as the season wore on Raymond kind of hit, I wouldn't say he hit a wall, but it just wasn't the same impact that cider was able to bring not only defensively, but offensively. And it's just, it's a great feeling to finally, after all these years of seemingly sadness, we, have got something we're not, you know, Leafs fans. So we're not living day to day sad, but they're 60 plus years sad again. So, but no, it just, it's just great to have that to go into the coaching search, trying to waiting to hear on how that's going to play out. I feel like I, I can't unsee the groove thing. By the it's, way, it's Greg, hilarious. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, what's sad is I thought the exact same thing yesterday. And then this morning I saw the tweet comparing the two and it's, it's just, it's terrible. But so <laughs> for those that didn't see it, uh, Tampa Bay head coach or uh, Tampa assistant. Bay assistant coach, Derek Lalonde and rumored to be in the running for the Detroit Red Wings coaching job looks like grew from um, despicable, despicable me. me. Yeah. yeah, and you, you can't unsee it. People also said he looks like uh, the penguin from the 1990s. Batman Returns. Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, now that those thoughts have come through my head, go Gromberg. Uh, 
but uh, but no, it's just it, it's exciting right now. We now we've got a couple weeks. The NHL playoffs have been fantastic. We're slowly but surely getting toward the draft and the future. So, yeah, already Ryan thirty three. Final thoughts. Mo has won the side. The jeez, <laughs> you're gonna just copy Ryan's. Mo has won the cider. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Mo has won the Calder. So now we can we can focus our attention uh, towards a new head coach, um, and the draft conversation, which is actually a lot closer uh, than we think. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening in Red Wings land. Like I said, I mean, obviously it's still going to take some time, but but there's a lot of good hockey coming in, the, uh, uh, you know, down the line here, and uh, a lot to be excited about. So um, you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. My final thoughts are Fuck the abs. <laughs> Go abs. Uh, my final thoughts are congratulations to Mickey Redmond on being inducted into the Detroit or the sorry Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, that just happened this past week too. Um, but you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. You can check out our website, grindlinepodcast.com, to stay up to date on everything we do. Uh, we like to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on Twitter for uh, hosting our podcast and spreading it around to everyone all over the corners of the earth. We also give a uh, shout out to Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit hockey jerseys and apparel from. I think they have Red Wings stock coming up towards the end of summer. Sizes are very hard to come by because production is still down, but they are the only place we recommend to get your jerseys from. We also like to give a shout out to uh, bring hockey back where if you use a promo code grindline, you get 12% off your order. If you use that same promo code on Howie's hockey tape, you get 10% again, manscaped, or if you use promo code grindline, you get 20% off plus free shipping. You can also check out our merch at redbubble.com by searching the grind line, but that is going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy hockey town.